0: episode 116 of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Happy Independence Week, America. Let's start the show. We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity. I hope everybody had a spectacular 4th of July weekend, knowing that America is back, baby. Open for business. I saw Christy Nome complaining on social media that she couldn't have a fireworks display at Mount Rushmore because, you know, the state is basically a tinderbox that would catch fire. You know, we had fireworks in New York all over the place. Uh, Jones Beach, Manhattan, local villages and towns. We all did it. Uh, and you know what else we do here in New York? We have 70% of New Yorkers vaccinated and herd immunity, basically. Meanwhile, as a percentage of the population, South Dakota hasn't done too well by COVID, by any stretch of the imagination, because Kristi Noem is more interested in, in being a troll on social media than actually running her state. She's more interested in seeing how high she can jump when the former guy says jump than actually managing the outbreak that was in her state that is still in her state, managing the forestry in that state, which is now... Uh, dangerously close to California-like status in a part of the country where you really shouldn't be uh, too concerned about forest fires. But way to go, Christy! You're doing a you're doing a heck of a job up there uh, in South Dakota. Give me a break. She's out there with she's like sparklers suck. You know, when I was a kid, I used to love sparklers. Sorry, Christy, I liked them. They were fun. I, I mean, I don't like them anymore. But I live in New York State where we can see you know dozens of Gucci fireworks shows. All over the place here. So, uh, you know, another reason why you suck. Anyway, look, a lot of liberals asking me, is it okay for us to be proud to be Americans? Uh, Look, of course it is. (laughs) Okay. I have this conversation. It's kind of weirding me out with some people. Of course, celebrating our Independence Day is something we should do. I'm sorry, I think the Declaration of Independence is one of the most radical documents ever written in the history of this planet. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Now I got it back in 1776, they weren't talking about all men and all women as we talk about it today, but every group that is that is uh, attained equal justice in the United States of America, over our 240-year history, has used the words that Jefferson penned in 1776 to break away from the rule of the British. And I think that for all of our flaws over the years and all of the many things that we've gotten wrong, we have always strived as Americans to get things right, to make things better, to improve, to live up to what they say about the arc of history being long but it bends towards justice. And we have seen that in the history of this country. And I do believe that as bad as it might seem to some people, things in this country have always gotten better. I don't think we're where I don't look. I'm not by any stretch of the imagination saying we're where we need to be. There is still injustice in this country and we must fight every day to erase it. But I'll tell you what. It's better than it was when I was born. It's better than it was 10 years ago. And it gets better every day. And uh, I'm proud to be an American. I'm proud to celebrate our independence on the 4th of July. Just as I was proud to celebrate Juneteenth back in June. Just as I'm proud to celebrate Christmas and New Year's and whatever else. I think that it's a great thing. I had a cookout. Had my family over. Everybody came. My sister was up from Florida with her, her gaggle of kids. She's got many kids. they run running around. Um, but we should all be proud of this country and what it represents. Um, there's this guy, uh, he's got a book out, and I got, I'm dropping his name. But he, he made an excellent statement on Morning Joe a couple of weeks ago where he says, the world is a better place. Rob Bennett, the world is a better place when it can dream of America. And, you know, for four years under the former guy, and especially the last year of his presidency, it was very hard to see the promise of America uh, if you were looking at it from abroad. You saw a man who was in, in the midst of dividing this country every way he can. And and, you know, right-wing pundits and, you know, kowtowing Republicans can say whatever they want uh, about Joe Biden, but they know he is not out there intentionally trying to divide this country. They might have policy disagreements with him, uh, but there's a, this man is not out there saying that Republicans are evil, uh, that his opponents are un-American. Uh, he's not out there uh, whipping up crowds into a violent frenzy the way the former guy did. The former guy tweeted the, the other day, or not tweeted, but because he can't be on Twitter anymore, but he put out a statement asking who killed Ashley Babbitt the day that his, um, Alan Weaselberg, his, Uh, Chief financial officer of the Trump Organization got indicted. Trump puts out a statement, who killed Ashley Babbitt? Now, uh, Putin asked that same question at his press conference uh, last week in Stockholm during the summit. I'm sorry, Mr. Former President. You are parroting Putin's talking points. And if you want to know who killed Ashley Babbitt, you did. Like I said at the beginning of this broadcast, we hold these truths to be self-evident. And here's a truth that I believe to be self-evident. Ashley Babbitt would not have been at the Capitol but for the words of the former president of the United States, but for her being egged on by the former president of the United States. So who put her in that room uh, other than her own misguided belief in you? You did, former President Trump. She knew she shouldn't have been there. She was warned not to come through that door. She heard they have guns, and she came through anyway. I'm sorry. What was her intent? Was her intent to uh, have a quiet conversation with the members of Congress on the other side of that door? No. The intent of everyone in that building who was disobeying the orders of the Capitol Police and of the other security forces there on the ground was to commit harm to the members of Congress they came in touch with. Period. End of story. This is a ridiculous thing that happened in this country, and it is ridiculous to hear the former president of the United States continuing to try to change history here. Here's the history. This guy lost the election, and rather than do what every other president in this country did, and here we are, Independence Week, thinking about the history of our country, and one of the great things about America is that it, when, when uh, is, is that John Adams, when he was defeated when he ran for a second term of president, was defeated by Thomas Jefferson, he he handed over the, the reins of power to Jefferson. One of the great things George Washington did was step away to end his reign. That had not happened in the history of this world before. And it now is part of who we are as Americans. And let me tell you something. What the former guy did in January and in the days after the November election in 2020 was the most un-American thing done by any president or any person, for that matter, in the history of this country. We pride ourselves as Americans on the peaceful transfer of power. And this was the first time in the history of this country that we did not have that peaceful transfer of power. And why did we not have it? Because of one selfish individual who does not believe in the promise of this country, who will not abide by our belief system here as Americans, who will not abide by our traditions, big and small, America, big and small. So you want to know who killed Ashley Babbitt? You did. And all of your allies in the right-wing media who led those people to the Capitol on January 6th. The Mo Brookses of the world, too, Congressman Mo Brooks. The Ted Cruz's. Of the, of the world. The Josh Hollies of the world. You all led her to her death that day. And you led others to their death that day. People who were trampled on by your supporters. As they stormed the Capitol and were crushed to death. A police officer who died in the line of duty. You want to say he had a heart attack. And that's why he died. Go ahead. Why did he have a heart attack? So. Speaker Pelosi this week put together a select committee uh, to investigate January 6th, and she she put Liz uh, Cheney on that committee, and, and I think that was a great idea, quite frankly. She's a name-brand Republican. Um, she's not some wishy-washy liberal, and frankly, we don't know who Kevin McCarthy, the minority leader of the House Republicans, is going to put on there. Is he going to put like a Jim Jordan type, a Matt Gates type? Is he going to put a disruptor on that committee? What's his plan? Or does he really want to get to the truth? I, I know he doesn't really want to get to the truth. That's why he whipped against the vote. He literally whipped against the vote for this committee. He made it a vote that if you took it, you would lose your committee assignments. And only two Republicans, Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, voted for the creation of this committee. It, it, it's disgusting if you ask me. Disgusting that he would whip against the vote of this he was there. he ran for his life too. He got on the phone with the former president of the United States and try and begged with him to call off these people and he knows that the former guy didn't care. He said maybe they cared about the election more than you do, Kevin. The election that the former guy lost. it all comes down to one megalomaniac narcissistic guy just looking for the love of his daddy who couldn't accept defeat that's not what this country's about i mean john adams one of the fathers of our country lost the presidency to his arch rival thomas jefferson in the election of 1800 and did he start a war over it did he did he, did he pout not publicly no he handed over the reins to Jefferson and he walked away and he attended his inauguration it is amazing to me that there is anyone left on the planet that after january 6th after the pouting and temper tantrums by this ridiculous human being and he is ridiculous forget about forget about his policies he's a ridiculous human being after all that we're still you know there are members of congress members of the senate that are still going to do his bidding Come on, cut ties with them. So, all right. So I'm going to take a quick break. I do not have a guest today. It is, you know, I'm I'm taping this on July 5th. It's the national holiday. Everybody's off. Uh, And I'm just here to chat. I don't, I didn't want to put up a best of because, hey, I had time to throw down some lines here today and I wanted to to do that for you. And I hope you're enjoying your time just with Chris. So I'm going to take a quick break, sell some ads, and uh, I'll be right back the car pro show podcast is available on iheart apple and spotify i can't take my husband anywhere he's constantly behaving like a five-year-old snorting joking yapping with strangers it's so embarrassing that the one period when he's fully engrossed in anything is if he's listening to the car pro show podcast here they are now on the car pro show He gets to hear Jerry and Kevin share all the latest and greatest news and information about the CarPro Friends universe, reviews and commentary on all the newer vehicle lineups from every major brand, stories and testimonials about ultimate car buying experiences through CarPro.com, and certified CarPro Friends at dealers nationwide. My only regret is when this two-hour break from you-know-who ends. Save yourself! Grab some me time by tuning into the CarPro Show podcast on your device anytime, anywhere. Listen to the CarPro Show on iHeart, Apple, and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by carpro.com, where you now have a friend in the car buying business. (laughs) Carpro.com. Buckle up, folks. The Car Pro Show podcast is here to rescue you from the doldrums of everyday life. And you can find it on iHeart, Apple, Spotify, or wherever your podcast cravings take you. What do we have here, doctor? Looks like yet another case of the Car Pro Show podcast giddies. Do you concur? I concur. And it's spreading like wildfire. I know, but the podcast is so powerful. Jerry and Kevin dish out all the juicy car news from the Car Pro Friends universe. They review and chat about the latest car lineups from all the big players in the industry. And they take live calls to help Steer car buyers in the right direction. It's highly addictive and impossible to shake. Do we alert the press? Are you crazy? If more people discover the Car Pro Show podcast and its cornucopia of car curriculum, this thing will spiral out of control. Listen to the Car Pro Show on iHeart, Apple, Spotify, or wherever your podcast desires take you. Brought to you by CarPro.com, where you now have a friend in the car buying business. CarPro.com. <laughs> I'm back. By the way, I forgot to introduce myself. I am Chris Hahn, and this is the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. I know I'm, I'm like 15 minutes into it. And I, I also have to remind everybody to hit like or follow or subscribe and rate this podcast. Give it five stars, please. I would enjoy five stars. If you don't like it, you, know, you don't have to rate it at all. You can just never listen again. It's fine. It's fine. You know You don't have to say something snarky about me. Just move on. I mean, I'm out here working it for you. So if you don't like it, that's fine. I, I probably wouldn't like your podcast either. It's fine. You know, this podcast is growing and I truly appreciate it. I really do. I appreciate it. And it's only growing because of you. It's growing because of your support and uh, you telling friends to listen to the podcast. So I hope I'm making it worth your while here um, as we head into summer. I am, you know, I said this last week, I'm happy of where we are as a country. Uh, I saw that we added 850,000 jobs in June, which was a great jobs report. I am worried uh, about the mood of the country, but then I get out and I meet people. And, you know, I've said this before. I'm not famous among liberals, right? Liberals don't know who I am. They, They rarely, you know, maybe they've seen a clip of me on Fox, but they don't see me enough to actually recognize me. Conservatives recognize me. They come up to me in public and want to talk to me. And while they disagree with me, they are always nice. So maybe what we see in social media and what we read and what we're seeing on TV news is really not what's going on in America. It gives me hope. It really is the only thing. Because if I if I based my belief on where we were going as a country based on my Twitter feed... Not just the people who hate me, but the people who like me. And now I have much more people who like me than hate me on my Twitter feed. I'd be really concerned about the direction of this country. And even if I kept it, like, based it on my social group, which is mostly liberal, I'd be concerned. But I got to tell you, get out there. I see people that disagree with me, and I talk to them, and they're fine. Now, you know, one of these days I might run into the wrong person. I hope that never happens. But uh you know I don't hate these people. I don't like that they have been misled, that they have allowed themselves to be misled. I surely don't like the people who have been misleading them. But I don't hate the people themselves. I hate the ideas that are poisoning their brain. I've had this conversation with several of them. It's funny. These Trump supporters can't stand Democrats. But then if you go through some policy ideas with them, they love them. They don't know that they're Democratic policy ideas. They love the policy ideas. Like, I don't know, uh, let's talk about infrastructure for a minute. And I'm not just talking about what Republicans call infrastructure. Republicans don't want to spend money on broadband in rural communities. Now, I live in New York. I have no problem getting Wi-Fi I've had Wi-Fi I've had broadband since broadband was invented since the 90s okay but there are parts of this country that do not have broadband access the parts of these country that do not have broadband access are not the big cities in the United States of America it is the rural communities so expanding broadband access in rural communities would benefit red states more than blue states but Republicans oppose it. That's the infrastructure bill that Biden and the Democrats want and the Republicans oppose it because I don't understand that. I'll never understand why people vote for people who don't support things that will improve their lives, right? That's the old book. What's the matter with Kansas, right? Kansas kept voting for these Republicans who constantly made their lives worse. And if you look at this, if you, look, if you poll Republicans, Trump voters, issue by issue, they are more likely to support Democratic issues than Republican issues. You ask a Trump voter, the average Trump voter, who should get a tax cut, the working class or the rich, and they will vote for the working class nine out of 10 times. Same thing that I would do. So why do they vote Republican? Well, I mean, you know, you could go down uh, the rabbit hole of racism, and there's definitely some of that. But I think that they have been lied to. They have been made afraid of things that have nothing to do with their lives. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, somebody in rural Kentucky, MS-13 MS is not coming for you. Okay? They're not coming for you in rural Kentucky. But you're still going to vote For the guy who tells you they are. um, What's happening at the border does not impact you in South Dakota. Not even a little bit. You're not paying for it. Even if you were, you would never even notice it. Think about how much money we spend on military planes that we don't need and tanks that we'll never use. You know, if we did away with that for a month, we could pay for everybody coming across the border to go to college. And that's not what we're doing. But if you go through these issues, people are the same. It's the fear that the Republican Party has been so successful at putting in the minds of their voters. And some of the fear is is realistic to the extent that these people are afraid for their careers because they feel this economy has left them behind. And indeed it has. The question they should be asking themselves, who is going to get them through this? The Republicans with their laissez-faire attitude towards government intervention? Or the Democrats that might want to put together a new job training program to get you on, move you on with your career? Move you into something else? I'll never understand it. I'll never understand why people continue to support politicians who don't support them. But that's where we are. That's where we are as a country. I, but again, like I said, I meet these people, and they've been lovely to me. They've been lovely to me. I, I don't even know what to tell you. I I, I know it, you want to hear that I'm getting things thrown at me in public. I'm not. I Look, <laughs> I could go out to dinner tonight, and somebody could throw something in my face, and I'll be very annoyed. But uh, it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened yet. So, well, God bless America on that. I mean, really, God bless America. So the week ahead, Congress will not be in session. There'll be light politics. Uh, I'm going to have a great guest next week. The Mooch is returning. uh, So you definitely want to tune into the podcast next week for the Mooch. Uh, And, uh, you know, be safe out there, America. It's going to be hot. It's getting hotter. We talked about it a little bit last week. It's scary stuff. I saw a fire in the Gulf of Mexico. Now it was caused by a pipeline burst underneath the surface. But still, that was a pretty crazy image. I don't know if any of you saw that. Crazy. There's a lot going on. And this is a time of year when there shouldn't be a lot going on. We should all just be hanging out, getting a tan, doing our job by day, and then getting off, and it stays light late. We go out, hang out, enjoy the uh, outdoors. But we're always going to be on guard with this stuff right now. And uh, we always got to be paying attention. So pay attention. Talk to your friends. Talk to people who you wouldn't ordinarily talk to about politics. But don't talk about politics. Talk about issues. See where they are. I bet you'll be surprised. All right, America. I want to remind you now, as I always do, to seek the truth. Question everyone and everything, even me. Seek the truth. I know it's out there, and I know you'll find it if you look for it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast.